Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that punishes those that text and talk in the theater punish <laughs> my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're hacking our way to the front of the theater with a very special guest as we sit in the front row when we talk theatrical horror mm-hmm. but before we go any further gang let me remind you we are part of the ever-expanding phantom podcast network phantom you can find all of our past episodes episodes along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts at downrightcreepy.com or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go simply search for nightmare junket in your itunes or soundcloud app hit subscribe and when we drop our latest episode it will download to your directly to your listening device of choice all up in your box office hole i was wondering where you're going with that <laughs> uh so before we get into the meat of the episode uh this is our first episode being released mm-hmm. after our last into the mouth of March Madness episode. Right. And we still don't know who the winner is. No, in fact, actually, the day this is going to be released, we are going to be putting it out on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead, uh, the poll, because mm-hmm. now it has gone into the listeners' hands here yes. in terms of who goes forward. And so the battles and the matchups that we have, we will have... Well, Martin going up against (laughs) Dream Warriors. Yes. And then we have Event Horizon going up against Trick or Treat. Yes. And so that is up to you guys. So again, uh, make sure you show your work. Show your uh, absolutely. You got to show your work as Mm -hmm. we did here. Uh, But the whole reason we did that uh, the way we did was we wanted to really kind of show off a lot of the um, other uh, podcasts that are on the Phantom Podcast yeah, Network. and we had some great guests. We really did, and so I want to make sure to shout out uh, Mark Nato um, at the Horror Cast, who mm-hmm. was able to join in with us, uh, Jeff and Rich mm-hmm. from the uh, Classic Horrors uh, Club podcast, uh, we had Jack, Jake, and Mark from the A to Z Horror Cast, and then of course we had Jacob and Luke from the Modern Horrors mm-hmm. podcast. And uh, Phantom Zoned. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, also had the some of the uh, the podcasts outside of the Phantom Podcast Network, uh-huh. but are some of my faves. And yeah, we had Scott and uh, Adrian from the Phantom Zone podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Patrick from the F This Movie podcast. Uh, we had Liam from Cinepunks and the Horror Business. And of course we had uh, Nick from From Inspired By. So yeah. thank you to everyone that was involved with that yes definitely all the guests all the listeners it was definitely. a Thank very you. large undertaking and so i promise next year it i think it will flow a little bit better it'll be twice as big four times as many movies no no yeah let's not go there please oh, okay <laughs> your mouth is writing uh, checks your ass can't cash there my friend sequels are supposed to be bombastic <laughs> uh but yeah we want to make sure that we put that out and again thank you so much for doing that but um mm-hmm. also in the vein of uh, promoting you know everything that's out there that kind of is a nice segue to our guest here uh you can hear and see our first guest's thoughts on all things cultural in chicago where she is the blonde in front uh welcome to nightmare junkhead for the first time she is truly the blonde in front katie glidewell thank you very much hi guys hey welcome 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 (laughs) to nightmare junkhead this is great uh so before we get into everything how this all came about please tell our listeners where can they find you out on the social media uh plug promote the the blog everything and everything Mm -hmm. where can they find you 
So the Blonde in Front is under the Blonde in Front on Facebook, um, Blonde in Front on YouTube. I have a blog called The Blonde in Front, blondeinfront.com. Um, I'm on Twitter on The Blonde in Front. I've tweeted once, so I'm a <laughs> Step horrible... Step Twitter game up. I'm a horrible twat. Um, <laughs> so uh, got to get better at that. Got to get better at that. But if you ask some of my friends, they say I'm doing a pretty good job at that in the first place. Um, but... <laughs> and then I also um, have done some interviews and written review for... Um, Sorry, for Geek Nerdery and for um, a Dr. AC, um, Aaron Christensen, who has a blog. Um, and I did an interview, or not, I did a review of a film for him also. And I actually, I really liked the Gore Verbinski interview through that as well. Thank which, you very much. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's definitely a, a polarizing film. We'll probably talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of how you were here on the podcast, it's interesting. Um, if any of you ever listen to it, I always joke that due to my kind of antisocial nature, that genius is kind of like my avatar. where <laughs> The big blue smurf. Yes. You, you go out, you get in adventures and shenanigans, and you bring all that fun back to me, and you tell me what happens. And so that's almost kind of how this whole thing came about. So in terms of, you know, how did, Katie, how did you end up here on the podcast? How did this whole thing come about? I met genius, um, I believe, last September mm-hmm. at... The Theory of Film Night. Yes, at, that's worth Pippi at Slaughter. Yes, uh-huh. at Slaughter Movie House, and we started talking. I had met um, Dustin Pryor and Tim Catton at um, Comic Con, uh, Crypticon mm-hmm. in July, and they were there. So then we started talking, and then I saw you at Planet Comic Con yeah. recently. And so, yeah, I know you follow Blonde in Front, so thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're we're just kind of like Visa; we're everywhere you want to be. Yeah. So and if there's anything like cool happening, we're, we're usually there. So well, yeah. it's, that's what's rad is the fact that you are technically a Chicago native, or in terms of some. I mean, I that's where you're based out of. I yes, should say I'm based out of. I'm originally born and bred in KC. Yep. And then. Um, transpired like not transpired um, <laughs> train spotting train spotted uh, up to uh then moved up to chicago and yeah i've been there for quite a while now quite a while yeah so how did the whole uh, blonde in front come about what well, was the inspiration of it the inspiration everyone's been like i mean i've had so many people who've been telling me to, to write a blog and do something with all of my movie knowledge and whatnot and especially like they call me the human imdb like they don't like <laughs> my phone's not working just call katie just call just ask her what who this person is and i'm like yeah they were in this this that's how you know i'm like oh you're so good thank you so much and i'm like yeah fine um she's one of us yeah, <laughs> yeah. google gobble <laughs> google gobble google gobble um and i am with um i joined this organization called cinema chicago in Chicago um, and they have Q&A's with different um, directors and actors and show the films like way ahead of time so I usually sit like five rows in or something because one I want to get some good pictures and stuff but mm-hmm. then it became a thing when I would ask a question they'd be like the blonde in front the blonde in front and my friend I was like trying to think of what I should call my blog and I was thinking like you know what, what if I call the blonde in front and she was like my god that's genius that's, that's exactly and i'm like i mean i'll explain it to people but right and then i and it's this year actually it's 
I don't know. It's been too true to form because I show up late, so I'm actually in the freaking front row. Oh, like, <laughs> in in fact, the, the prophecy has yes, come true. <laughs> in fact, I just said Google Gobble. One of the first times I was like this year was at Freaks in the very front row, and I'm like, damn man, this ah oh, maybe I should have said the blonde eight rows back or something because <laughs> this is. But it's it was a nice little theater, so I wasn't like smacked up in my face um but yeah it's and then it seems like um a lot of the times this year it's been like in front like at least two two rows in or something like that so hey i'm going to the movie so that's that's a good thing yeah <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. something we really kind of push and promote a lot on the podcast is that theatrical experience and that's one of the reasons i'm very happy you're here on the podcast to talk about that uh one of the other ones is obviously you're a huge horror nerd yes uh and so uh the whole thing we did with the into the mouth of march madness with all of our guests we talked about your horror origins and so if you could please tell us what was kind of your gateway into the world of horror my gateway well my dad um, got me into horror. We would watch Friday Fright Night um, every night. In fact, I just ran into one of my oldest friends from growing up. Um, we've known each other since we were four. And um, she was I was telling her about stuff that I'm doing with movies and stuff. She's like, oh, you and your movies. It's like, are you kidding me? I still have nightmares when I was five. You would make me watch these horror films. I'm like, girl, I'm still watching them. I know what you're talking about. Um, and I don't know, my gateway into horror, it's, I mean, I would, we would watch some of the um, old Abbott and Costello mm-hmm. and stuff, which is kind of, it's funny if you call that horror because you look at it now and it's like, oh, well, I mean, they had good effect. I mean, from yeah. back then, they had some really good um, things going on but I mean Halloween has been a huge part of my life um, what is it the movie is it Squirm with the um, radioactive worms mm-hmm. yes it is that, yeah. yeah that's one of those that was on Friday Friday like, I will always remember like like the radio or this like yeah the that, oh god that was just that's it's kind of funny though that pure nostalgia that those those viewings give you um especially like we kind of always talk about the usa up all night kind Mm -hmm. of motifs yes that you would get and you would see those trashy genre films yes but then that's how you were a lot of us were probably introduced to horror and then you eventually go oh wait this is edited like there's more to it and then yeah and actually it really it um Besides kind of Spangoolie, you don't see those anymore. No. no. Yeah. And I mean, you just you saying like up all night. We I used to watch that. Captain Friday, USA. Friday night. Yeah. Captain USA. I mean, that's yeah, that makes me sad that they don't have that anymore. I mean, my nephews, whenever I'm in town and um, I get to spend time with my nephews on a Saturday night, we'll watch Spangoolie. We'll watch Spangoolie cool. and then we'll watch old Star Trek. I mean, they'll probably be asleep nice. halfway through Spangoolie. But yeah, I had to watch and I was forced to watch old Star Trek. But now I love it. <laughs> I, any, I am such a Trek. Um, I'm such a Trekkie. It's so funny. I actually got um, a triple coin purse at uh, Planet Comic Con that I don't know when I'm going to use it because it's just a big thing of fur. 
that you just <laughs> it's not like i can like carry around like oh let me just pull out my coin purse and get some change for you <laughs> what's <laughs> this it's a treble <laughs> maybe the coins will multiply uh, yeah the, that's that's the thing the blonde the blonde with a million dollars yeah um I need to just... <laughs> that's a rebranding right yeah there. that's a rebranding right there <laughs> the blonde with a billion dollars yeah <laughs> it's consistent that's the main thing yes. when it comes to the marketing <laughs> and the branding there so um we've kind of talked about just there's the kind of a shared theatrical experience that you can get mm-hmm. something that's really lost within the home viewing and the streaming that everyone does so that's one yeah. of the things i love that you are out and about in fact with um just in terms of the, the video aspect to the reviews uh, especially like post-screening mm-hmm. um i'm not gonna lie um some of the the cosplay that's involved with it is great uh, i know there's <laughs> at one point you i swear you were one of the cheerleaders <laughs> from the smells like teen spirit yes okay was that is that that is correct right uh yeah okay yeah, good that, good because yeah that actually was my yeah i obviously haven't worn that tank top in a while no, and no i that's... haven't taken the i haven't taken the a off <laughs> yes so that's the anarchy symbol on my black tank top when i did the review for devil's candy yes yeah. yes which is pretty, so uh, the themes that go along with it i love the, the little touches that go along with that because it's one thing to just get there and record mm-hmm. it's another to be well thought and then putting together the visual component which enhances yeah. all of that so thank you <laughs> no that's that's the kind of stuff that we like just in terms of how people are being very creative when it comes to you know some people podcast and you know just there, there's so many different ways now that you can go out and put the content out there so it's it's rad it's original i like that a lot so thank you yeah no worries mm-hmm. that's uh that was one of the cool things um just in terms of kind of discovering this just just it's like new horror sometimes it's like how do i not know about this person or how do i not know, know about it but then you get to discover it, yeah. and that's nice. So, and I like the fact that you speak our language. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> that that's super important. Like, and that's one problem with like a lot of the reviewers, especially like the ones on TV and things like that, like the the local ones and all that. They don't speak film geek. Mm-hmm. You know, they speak more critically. You know, yeah. so that's one thing I really appreciate about the blonde in front. So, thank you. Well, mm-hmm. I've t- like um, one thing that I thought I. Sometimes when I see different movies, I'll like com- combine like a mishmash of all these different films that remind me of like little bits and pieces and stuff like that. And that's what I'm trying to do with my, um, yeah, my reviews. Cause that's one of the things that I did when I, w- before I started the blonde in front, I'm like, well, what's it like? It's like, well, if you took this film and this <laughs> film and this film, <laughs> it'd be this. They're like, oh, okay. Well that makes sense. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, all right. <laughs> it's when you get that validation, you're like, okay, I'm not the only one. Yeah. No, there's great stuff like that. Well, uh, so in terms of you going to the theater then, um, one of the things that I know why a lot of people don't go to the theater anymore and the reason why I actually stopped way back in the day for a while is just theater etiquette. Yeah. yeah. Another <laughs> one's a movie than like <sighs> screaming babies at nine o'clock mm. movies and breaking out the cell phone, people mm-hmm. talking, coming in late, mm-hmm. all of those things. Mm-hmm. So, Girl, don't get me started. No, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> curious, though, because I'll, I'll admit we are very lucky here in Kansas City, yeah. just in terms of the theaters we have, just in terms of the Alamo and Screenland, they're very... They very they care about movie culture to the point that you know they're they're very like Alamo's very famous yeah, for mm-hmm. kicking people out for talking and texting. So we don't necessarily have to go out to a lot of other theaters <laughs> to see flicks. So that being said, in terms of Chicago, what is have you come across any bad etiquette in terms of or have, what kind of have you had any bad experiences out there? I've had two, one from last year and one recently 
that um, the one last year, I see, I, I am fortunate enough that I get to go to a lot of free screenings or for early premieres. So I actually saw Don't Breathe last April. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So month, like almost six months before it came out. Mm-hmm. And at the free screening, um, someone decided to be Mr. Comedian and say something funny. And it's like, oh, people laughed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then he started to continue being Mr. Funny. And it's like, okay, we got it. You made people laugh once. And this guy that was in front of him asked him to be quiet. And this guy who was Mr. Funny said, it's like, oh, you know what? If you say something like that to me again, there'll be two dead bodies um, on the screen. And I'm like, one, hopefully, if you haven't seen the movie, yes, <laughs> right. someone dies. So spoilers. I'm huh? sorry. Hashtag spoiler for that. <laughs> but it's been long enough, so I'm not sorry. Right. Uh, but two, it's like, Jesus Christ, this is a free freaking screening and you uh-huh. just threatened someone's life. And that guy was not having it whatsoever that got threatened. So he walked out. It's like, dude, I this guy just threatened my life. I don't come to the films yeah. to be threatened. So kick him out. And it's also one of those things that they always threaten like, oh, if you we see any um, phones that have the light on, we're going to kick you out. Let me tell you, I've been to about 25 films this year and I've seen people with their lights on. It's like, please kick them out. I know mm-hmm. it's crowded, but that's what you threaten. And if you're going to do that, then do it. Like, I know it sucks, but it's like, my God, I don't need... I don't know. It's actually gotten worse since these things are free. Mm-hmm. I th- I think just because they think, oh, well, we're not paying for them. I can say whatever I want. It's like, we still need to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. So shut up. But then um, the other... <laughs> <laughs> but this is why I don't say anything. Because people are like, well, why don't you say something? This is why I don't say something. Oh, because no. this year... Um, there's a woman who has been to so many, um, screenings that I go to and she talks like so loud throughout the screenings and, um, and then she laughs at inappropriate times that make me think there's something mentally like wrong with her because it's like, one, that's not funny. That, and the fact that you're laughing at that makes me actually worry about you and everyone in this theater. Like, that's not right. Um, so this, Guilty. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Guilty. no, like weird, weird things that it's like. Guilty. Oh, no. <laughs> so she, um, she actually sat right next to me oh, man. at the screening oh, reason. I'm like, oh, no. And I'm sitting, and the people that were on my left, I'm like, son of a bitch. Oh, this sucks. And they're like, what? I'm like, I hate her so much. You don't understand. I hate her. It's like she talks throughout the entire film. So um, then the movie starts, and that she actually was quiet. And, um, and um, somebody was like, well, you know, why, if you... You know, if you notice that she's uh, like talks throughout the movies, why did you just say something? Or why did you say like, oh, well, thank goodness you didn't say anything and all that stuff. I'm like, and here's the point of that story, because um, the reason why I didn't say anything and I'm glad that I didn't say anything is because the woman two rows down for me that I'm friends with was like, I'm like, yeah, you know, it was I mean, she didn't talk and she was fine. But mm-hmm. then she like had this like mason jar and she was like drinking from it. And I'm like, 
all right, fine. You got to save money. I get that. And my friend that was two seats down from me, it's like, well, yeah. And then she like whipped out a knife and was like cutting an apple. And I'm like, and that is why I keep my mouth shut, ladies and gentlemen, because you don't know what kind of crazy person that's going to laugh at inappropriate things happens to have a knife. <laughs> an apple and, peeler in a fucking... Apple peeler in a movie theater and it's like cutting their fruit and stuff and it's like and you would then, have been the blonde carved in front. Yes, mm. the blonde in blood. Ah, oh my yeah. god, that is horrible. The, the blonde in the front and the back and, and the, the side. side and like there's a piece over there. And, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even know that she had a knife. Like my friend had to tell me that afterwards. And like that's how big? Of, like, how big of a like a peeler knife or like a fucking Jason machete? It mean. wasn't a Jason machete, but she was like, no, it was a significant size knife. That I was like, oh my god, you brought a knife to a movie? What the hell is going on? I'm like. And that's why I'm glad I didn't say anything. And why? Well, can you not to say anything? I'll just go be a squealer and tell the people that, you know, run the theater, like, that person's got a knife. And she she talks. But the main thing is that she talks. But the second part says she has a knife. (laughs) She can can keep the knife. Just shut up. (laughs) I I want the knife. (laughs) Please. I want the knife. knife. <laughs> so she's gonna cut a Pepsi can and then make it dance. <laughs> so hopefully, it sounds like that's kind of few and far between for the most part. The the crazy instances, at least, but yes. the just there's the still, entitlement, unfortunately. Yeah, the entitlement, especially. I mean, usually when I go where. I've actually had to shuck out, you know, my own Mm -hmm. money for them. I haven't had that many instances, although (laughs) I go like at 10 in the morning when there's maybe three people in the film. So that's another reason why. Guilty. Yeah, that's so that's why I've had fewer far between. But it's usually for the free showings where it's like and then they bring kids that are like oh i'm sorry pg-13 did you it's not one in three it's not that doesn't mean it's right. like four my That's kids not four, a four yeah, no, yeah no i went to see black snake moan in the theater a long time ago right <sighs> this is way before alamo and, <sighs> and all that right somebody brought their three-year-old in well that was a learning experience and their, yeah, and their baby and then they decided to let the three-year-old run up and down the aisles oh. it was bullshit oh hell no it was bullshit i was like kind of hoping to trip him you know <laughs> i mean just <laughs> but he's running up and down on the thing and i'm just like god damn it sit down and the bad thing about it is, is if you tell anybody, like, if they're talking on the phone or, or he's like, man, can you please, well, I'm not going to be quiet. It just causes a crazy yes. scene. That's the other, And yeah. it just makes it worse. Yes. And so you're like, God, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah. No, it's true. Well, it's, it, well, it's, and that's what I, that's kind of, I kind of was treading lightly on that one. But I mean, that was at some point in probably like 2004, I just got fed up with that kind of an experience because I just, it took me out of it. Yeah. And so... It wasn't until, and then this is in terms of the the goodness of the theatrical experience, I should say, instead of you know harping on the negativity. Uh, but I uh, went to um, we always get regional here on the podcast. But uh, was the original Screenland on Seventeenth and Washington, and I went there to view. I think I was going to see Ghostbusters, and get there and just the, the environment's a little bit different. They've got these couches in the front, you know, 
And they play a trailer of Disco Godfather before the things, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I, I, you know, this is a Rudy Ray Moore jam. Um, I'm very familiar with Dolomite, but I didn't know Disco Godfather. And I'm kind of digging it. And there's a whole thing in the trailer where he's like, put your weight on it. Put your weight on it. And all these people around me were kind of singing. Or like, they're, they're going, put your weight on it. Like, and they knew the trailer. And I was like, well, this is kind of rad. What's happening here? And as it turns out, before almost all of their screenings, they would run the Disco Godfather trailer because everyone loved it. But then they showed, like, the Revenge of the Nerds trailer. And I was just like, I was so giddy. And I was like, what is happening here? And to the point where I'm telling the story about the trailers, not necessarily the screening of Ghostbusters. (laughs) But it was that moment of going, whoa, I think I found a different kind of community, a different Mm -hmm. kind of theater, if you will. And at that point, I started seeking out Screenland. So that being said... Do you have any kind of go-to theaters in Chicago or the ones that you enjoy more than others? Yes. I love going to the Music Box Theater in Chicago on Southport. Um, In fact, they have um, midnight screenings sometimes um, every once a month or so. Um, They recently had The Running Man. Ah. Which... Clap if you love Dynamo. Oh, my God. One, I didn't... I had completely forgotten it. Um, I mean, it's made in 1987, but it's set in 2017, mm-hmm. which I'm like, what? Precedent. And then you see all these things um, with, you know, the whole blow up of like reality television and all this stuff. And then even the little things like some of the wardrobe, I'm like, crap, people could be wearing that right now. <laughs> like, what the hell? You and you guys and Mike Judge is like, shit. Oh, I know, right? Which I just saw Idiocracy on Thursday. And saw some of the photos from yes, that. That's and that was scary. phenomenal. No, that is a scary movie yeah, to watch now it's because scary. he talked about how, like, I mean, the actual CEO of Carl's Jr. almost came, became the Secretary of Labor. Like, what the hell? And mm-hmm. then how Crocs started out, like, um, the wardrobe person or one of the executive producers, like, yeah, you know, there's this really startup, there's a startup company in Colorado called Crocs, and like, we can do this. I mean, there's these plastic shoes with holes in them, but it's like, well, do you think they're gonna be any big? No, no, it's yeah, no, no, no. And then they blew up, and then I, um, if you saw my post, I'm like, if I invested a hundred dollars <laughs> in every little thing right. that was mentioned in that movie i would have beyond zuckerberg money because i, I would have had facebook money because facebook is like one of those things that was kind of like in 2000 because it was made in 2005 and then mm-hmm. finally released in 2007 <laughs> and there's so many things but yeah music box has like all That's these cool. awesome q a's and people that come in and stuff and different things that I get to see it's um some of the showings are very limited like they'll show for a week but I mean at least I get to see them on the big screen yeah mm-hmm. which is so and that's the thing I saw freaks for the first time there like and to see it on the big screen and then to see it there I was like yeah. oh mm. this is uh, okay to truly yeah. have that one of us moment yeah holy mm-hmm. shit that's unreal yeah. so that's- that that was pretty cool. And then I like to go to Landmark um, Century Cinema Theater. Um, that's on Clark and Versi. That's really great. That's actually not too far from where I live. Um, I go to AMC 600 North Michigan. I go to AMC River East. Um, and then I go to the Icon Theater um, on Roosevelt in um I was going to uh, say, this sounds like the Blonde in Front roll call, just I in know, terms I, of... <laughs> I, 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 and then um, once in a while, I'll go to the Davis Theater and Logan Theater in Chicago. But those are a little bit farther away from me. But yeah, really, it's um, AMC 21, um, 
East and 600 Landmark and Music Box. Nice, nice. That's a um, mental notes actually. If when I travel out to Chicago eventually, like okay, I need to go there, need to go there. Oh yeah. And just uh, and we're very like like I said, we're very fortunate just in terms of having the Alamo and Screen land here. Uh, not only for the etiquette, just in terms of the no bullshit attitude, but also the the films that we get to screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we actually recently hosted a screening of The Running Man on 35, mm-hmm. and then we did our. Um, other podcast nerds of nostalgia we did a live episode of the running man here recently and it was just it's one of those like you said it's just so wonderfully prescient and you're just like this like captain freedom's workout could be happening right now (laughs) (laughs) or even even idiocracy like i think i gambled and lost without my balls rather than you know the uh, the crocs on that one well, you're talking about investing i could just picture somebody looking at your portfolio well it looks like you have eight shares of stock of butt fuckers yeah <laughs> 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 um, and then, kind of uh, staying on this topic, uh, just some of what are your uh, just some of your favorite experiences in the theater? Whether it's just the film that you saw, uh, the crowd it was with, you know, your overall experience of just you know experiencing the film. So last October, I was at Music Box, and they had. Um, Fulci, uh I'm blanking. I need to look it up. Crap. Which which Fulci? Um, Let's see here. Does that uh, have a gateway to hell? No, that doesn't narrow it down. Uh, <laughs> bleeding eyeballs? No, no. no. That's uh, a, uh, creepy cemetery creepy somewhere. <laughs> um, Weird kids. Right. Uh, Great was, score. <laughs> Some was chick it, with white eyeballs. No, was it? Was it? Yes. Was it the Beyond? Yes. Ah, yes. Nice. It, they were showing the Beyond. And um, did Goblin or did they, did they do like a live score or anything? They did the live score with um, uh, God. Oh, what's I, he's gonna hate me because I just talked to him the other day. Um, uh, fa, oh, geez, Fabio fa, Fritzi. Yes, there we go, Fabio Fritzi. <laughs> and um, God, I'm embarrassed because he, yeah, no, it's okay. Um, I, I was thinking Goblin and Argento, yeah, and it's Fritzi and no, and so. Fulci to redo this yeah so um <laughs> i went to yeah last october they had uh they showed the beyond and i'd that. never seen that before on the big screen oh. and then to have fabio fritzi was there with his whole band and stuff including um a woman who was like doing this throughout oh. the thing and i'm like man <laughs> You are like a freaking boss tone that I wanted to be in the early millennium. That is a job that I want to have. I want to have your job. Um, so then, and he did like a meet and greet. So I got to meet him and he was so sweet and so charming. And I want to go to Italy. Um, <laughs> Bellissima. Like, you, just, you just made me want to go to Italy. And then they like played, they played like the whole score for the movie and they did a little bit at the end. And I mean, you know, the movie is just ridiculous. And mm-hmm. it's got, I I mean, call me crazy, but I was actually impressed with some of these damn practical effects it had. Like, it's still mm-hmm. um, stand the test of time. And I'm like, Hells yes. what? Yeah. That, that's, what are they doing? What? And then at the end, he just looks so happy and he got a standing ovation. And that is one of those experiences that I'm like, I, uh, this is like, I, it was just a random thing. Like I saw the tickets, like I was supposed to go out with a friend of mine. I was like, you know, do you want to do this? Cause this is something like you had your sliding doors mm-hmm. moment there. I it know. Totally... It's like, let's, 
you know, I, I know you kind of want to see this, but let's go see this. I mean, the person's supposed to be there, and I don't know who this guy is, but let's go meet him. And then I got the, they had vinyl mm-hmm. um, that they were oh, selling, yeah. so oh, I got yeah. that. Of course. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and it's some, I, it's one of the best experiences I had last year. And that's one of the yeah. things that kind of like, you know, it was a very try everything sort of year. And I didn't even see Zootopia yet when that damn song came out. And all these little kids are like, try everything. And I'm sitting there with them like, my God, this is like my motto. It's- Look at you little munchkins. Thank you all for... <laughs> and you're talking animals. Yeah, I'm like, you're talking animals. Like, it is try everything. It's like, try everything and see what happens. And then I did the blonde front. Yeah. So that nice. was kind of... It, I don't know. It kind of inspired... It's like there's so many different things. But just like going out and doing it and seeing what happens then i became friends with you know fabio fritzi um on facebook and you know um some of his band and whatnot we started talking and they're like hey when are we gonna be in chicago again i'm like let me know i'll take you out and they're like when are you gonna come to italy and i'm like (laughs) believe me i was trying to be there for a wedding and something got to um but yeah and it's kind of just random little things like that that's beyond cool. That's Holy shit. Now, and that's that's an experience that's so unique to what you were doing at that night that you just can't, you know, you can listen to that on vinyl and watch the movie, but it's not the same. Yeah. And the fact you had that, sh- just that experience with everyone. I mean, that's a moment. So you also mentioned when we were talking off mic, you got to see old JC. Hey, everybody. <gasps> Did you like the show? I put on a good show, I heard. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I got to see JC. And so it's... And let me just say this. Um, not to brag, but he said I smelled good. So, oh, did I not mention that? No, no. That one yeah. you left me notably um, absent hey, off mic. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You want to get high? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually had him sign my uh, VHS of Starman and oh. my <laughs> T-shirt that I had made that said Team McCready that I actually wore in Antarctica um, that year. Yeah, it was oh, a wow. good. 2016 was a good year for me. <laughs> that was a good year. 2016 Holy was a good shit. year. That's... I actually felt kind of bad though, since this was a um, a show that, uh, you know, was um, promoting all of his music, and I happened to bring the two things. I mean, I let me be clear. I brought a lot of stuff, <laughs> but I brought the two things for him to sign that did not have his music. <laughs> not on the um, playlist tonight. Yeah, I know. But that was, that was but nice but he did end up playing the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did a, technically a cover of Morricone. Yes, mm-hmm. he did which a was cover he was doing of... a cover of Carpenter anyway. So. Exactly. Now, did exactly. he have his little stage banter in between? Like, oh, you mean his like little shimmy and sway <laughs> and like, oh yeah, and like the point finger and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He had that. That was and amazing. How nice was it to see him happy, like genuinely happy? <laughs> he was. I mean, he was just. He was euphoric. Like, he had this beyond joy. Well, and he's with his kids. Yeah. That's he's what with his sons, like, the you carpenters. know, playing, <laughs> I know, playing music and stuff. And um, I got interviewed before the show started, and they um, talked to me a little bit. And I, there is a possibility that I may be on the DVD. When of, they release it eventually? Yes, because I talked, um, when I saw... 
what is it uh storm king productions like at c2e2 mm-hmm. they like actually showed some of the scenes from the video i was like oh my god really? can i buy the video oh shit oh, and they're like no 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 it's still being um i'm like well if you got interviewed you know yeah. would they let you know it's like well oh, did they take your name i'm like well yeah i had to sign some papers and stuff they're like really like what did you say i'm like well <laughs> i said this i mean i can tell you guys what i said because they asked me like well you know what what are you excited to do? I'm like, well, I'm excited to see his music. I mean, I loved all the music in his films and stuff. It's like, you know, how has John Carpenter impacted your life? It's like, well, I always love his strong female characters. And, you know, my parents, I mean, let me watch scary movies, like, from a very early age. So, right. you know, especially in Halloween, anyone who had sex would get killed. So I definitely stayed away from sex for a very, very long time. So I kind of... You know, part of my virginity was from John Carpenter and my parents. So thank you, John Carpenter, for that. And his, well, that's the thing. And his wife was like, yeah, I think you're on the DVD. I think I recall (laughs) hearing that. So. Ah, Well, you know, you always hear about JC converting a lot of people to, you know, in terms of their virginity and what we just never thought it would be this JC as it were. That's right. That's right. That's amazing. That's so. It's a different. A a woman's flower is very important. Well, it was a carpenter. (laughs) So, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. No, uh, we have talked about the experience on it, but I love hearing from other people that have seen it just because it was so unique and oh. bittersweet just because I was like, I he's playing Halloween and part of me is terrified, but part of me is crying because I'm just so happy that I'm seeing him and he's just doing his little thing. <laughs> his whole it's, thing at the, the end with Christine when he's like, uh, you know. Be drive carefully because Christine might be out there. No. And then that kicks in, and yeah, it was it was wonderful. So you actually wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the yeah some fig- of the, the good stuff that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Figures we both go to the movies a lot, mm-hmm. and this and this is a horror show. So let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about some of the horror things. Um, Alien Covenant. What did you think? So, um, I recently did a review of that, and I did a video review. The more I thought of it, one, I get a little bit angry when some people are like, oh, it wasn't like Alien, it wasn't like Alien. Well, you know what? It's like going to a 10 year reunion and like, oh, you got, what happened? Like, what happened to you? It's like, so imagine when that's 40 years past. It's like, it's not going to be the same thing. Right. It's going to be different because it is a prequel and a sequel. And I'm just going to say what I said in my video review. If you're going to be pissed, be pissed that they had shitty character development, that they took out, took out the entire scene um, that was four minutes long that they showed everybody two months ago of mm-hmm. like the Last Supper before they go into cryo sleep. That right there, if they had kept that in, that to me would have made this um, from like a B minus to C movie back up to an A because at least if they had had that part where they had the character development I would at least be like oh come on blah 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 why'd you do that you're dumb uh, but now I'm like <laughs> look I don't know your name I don't know yeah. your name and I don't care if you're dumb I just think you're an idiot and like really you don't it's I'm sorry isn't there a thing called protocol that you're <laughs> supposed to do when you're on a ship carrying 2,000 like cryo sleeping people right. and stuff like that doesn't make any sense but those damn neomorphs were amazing um the production design was incredible always good like yeah. because that right there and those the xenomorphs that you did see are badass yeah like, they are almost as badass if not more so than the original yeah um yeah I, go on go on go on oh and um it was a bloodier 
alien than they've ever had before. It was gory as shit, wasn't yeah, it? It was gory as shit. When like, it was ripping out of the back and stuff, I was like, holy sh Okay, so we're going to go into spoilers and all probably all these movies. Yeah, but not only that, like the back, but I mean, you got to see these little um, beings, like they weren't trying to like keep humans as hosts. They were like, no. they were like, this is like food. Yeah, fucking this shit is, up. This is food of the gods uh. right now. <laughs> Let's hope not, because yeah. fuck rat aliens. I mean, fuck rat xenomorphs. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> fuck that shit. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not going to have a little scurrying <laughs> thing made out of like with the long tail with another rat and a rat mouth coming out of that. That's nightmare <laughs> shit, dude. Fuck all that noise. Geeker could make no. it work really well, man. Oh, I'm telling no. you. So, uh, no, no, that just kind of scared me right there. <laughs> no, but I thought Catherine Watterson did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. I just wish she didn't have a Lloyd Christmas haircut. I know that's very, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that's very shallow of me to say that, but I just, mate. <laughs> I just kept seeing Dumb and Dumber when I saw her haircut, and I don't know why they did that. Um, We're gonna LV426, where the where the wine flows like the women of Capistrano. <laughs> um, and I thought that um, Michael Fassbender doing that dual row dual uh, dual role of um, David and Walter. Mm-hmm. Was it? Um, I thought he did a great job. Mm-hmm. I thought he really did. Um, I mean, it's hard for him not to do anything bad. He he's Fassbender. He, he's have you seen Assassin's Creed? That's pretty bad. Oh, no, I did not see Assassin's yeah, Creed. It, it was it was pretty. No, bad. no, I'm sure that what? is bad. But is he was decent he in it? Was he bad? <sighs> he was. He was all right in it. See, it, yeah. see, that's see? Just, hey, never mind. See? Never mind. Yeah. See, yeah. Yeah, it would have been a much, much worse movie had mm-hmm. he not been in it. Mm-hmm. Did he kill anyone with his penis in that film? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I'm just saying, from what I've heard, he can. That's <laughs> another reason to hate the man, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. he's just so handsome and funny and kind and talented. And then, yeah. And he got uh, to be a completely side note. Talk about his penis. Yeah, he got completely. I mean, not to oh, say yeah, figuratively, but uh, um, screwed with shame. Shame was one of the best mm-hmm. movies that came out, and he should have been acknowledged more for his performance. I mean, it was so good. Yeah. But, you know. He gave a Kaitel esque performance in that yeah. one. Shame. Shame. It's, it's really good. Shame. It's, shame. <laughs> shame. You will feel dirty after watching it. Shame. It's uh that's a, that's one I would think that would be interesting to see in a theater. There's certain films we Serbian film. <laughs> we talked about oh, no. no no no. I saw when I was living in Lawrence, Kansas. We have a Liberty uh, Video and it's a theater, and they show always showed a lot of art house films. And I would always just go and see them regardless. It was just that kind of time of my life. So I saw like the Russian Ark in the theater. Really good stuff. Les Cousins de Jerusalem. But yes, very. <laughs> I had a George Michael moment because I went and I saw The Dreamers. Oh, really? With Ava Green. And yes, yes, yes. Where there's some hardcore sex and nudity. And it was me and maybe three other people in the theater. Mm-hmm. And it just started getting not necessarily uncomfortable, but it was just like, it was just that weird experience in the theater. That sh- that weird shared experience, unfortunately, where it's like... Uh, Don't make eye contact. Exactly. Don't make eye contact. I was there for a good art film set in, you know, the, the arts <laughs> Paris riots and this and that. And right. I'm like, oh my God, that's that's, that's a vagina. La bohème. That's a, that's a penis. Like, that's C'est le like, jambon. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to Fassbender beyond his penis, uh, obviously, yeah, this is definitely his move, his his franchise at this point in yeah. terms yeah. of Prometheus uh-huh. and Covenant. Yes. What did you think of the the recorder scene? 
when he's teaching the other one to play the recorder. Oh, I guess maybe it's a yes. flute. I thought it was a recorder. No, I thought it was no, a recorder too. It's okay. a recorder. Okay. It's a recorder. Okay. I Play for some reason I jug. thought you meant like oh, we- <laughs> press the button and yeah. like two tape decks out because it's twenty one. No, like of course I'm going to press the button recorder, Katie. <laughs> um, no, you are right. It is a recorder. Uh, that was very sexual and um, also see. kind of odd because it is since it is him with him it's almost very like he's about to touch himself and stuff so it's almost like watching slash fiction like watching yourself masturbate with yourself uh, or something i don't know I didn't john claude van damme do that movie I in time so. cop no that's actually if you come together and then you uh, yeah. a big blob. Yeah. that's right yeah but it's like yeah Gross. let me let me think let me sh- let me think let me do the fingering brother <laughs> <laughs> that was an awkward line. Like it was just, so just blow. I'm like yeah. wow. Okay, fast bender. If I you mean, take yeah, coming it out of context. Yeah. yeah. I was actually surprised there weren't more Snickers and stuff, but there were Snickers. Like <clears throat> he said, fingering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of snickered. Yeah. God I, help I, us. I'm not gonna lie. What do you think of the CGI in it? I wish there were more practical effects. Yep. Especially yeah. yep. during a scene that. I mean, if you're going to talk about how I was thinking it was going to be more alien, there was a whole scene that it's like, if you're going to do CGI, if you're going to do practical effects, this is the time to do them. Mm -hmm. This is the time to go back to Mm -hmm. like the granddaddy of Mm -hmm. it. This is the time to do it. And then they didn't. And I was like, oh, man. Squandered opportunities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was disappointing. Some of the CGI was okay. I mean, it went like really fast with those little neomorph yeah. bastards are fast. Mm. Um, but they yeah, skitter I, and scurry. They did. They're skitter scurry along. Don't like it. <laughs> I just wish they would have done more practical effects. I think it would have been just especially during that because that mm-hmm. I thought was like the that really got to the heart. I think if anybody would have been mad at that point, if they would have done um, practical effects there, it would have just like brought them back in. It's like yes, it's back. But they didn't. They didn't. So. No, unfortunately. Yeah. And then um, also, just in terms of where do you want? Because we were recently on the uh, Lost in Reviews podcast mm-hmm. uh, through Boom Howdy, and we had a chance to talk Alien Covenant, which was mm-hmm. nice. Um, and my biggest issue with the whole movie was just in terms of so much fan service. You know, listening to the complaints of Prometheus. You know, not enough aliens, and it felt like the horror was kind of inserted awkwardly in this one. Um, your thoughts on that? Did Did you think that it had a decent flow? I kind of thought I had a decent flow just because with, to me, the horror came more with the neomorphs <laughs> and the brutality and the gore, which since it's a whole new species, mm-hmm. I kind of thought that it actually brought more horror into it, into it because like, um, that was way more blood than I've <laughs> yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Way more blood than I would, I actually think all the other movies in the franchise combined was in this movie because yeah. you when you think about it it's like well you know this person had this like no they've got like the tail like in their sternum and like you split um bishop apart and stuff right, but that's right. not blood that's no, more of his like goo his yeah his yeah. robot goo or yeah. his android goo but i mean I prefer, I prefer the term artificial person goo okay. thank you his ai his ai blood <laughs> um but you don't see a lot of blood and tissue yeah. and gore because they you know the aliens want to capture the people and use them as hosts mm-hmm. they're not going to do that with this one they didn't give a shit no, they were like hey up. dinner what's up <laughs> mm-hmm 
it was pretty it was pretty vicious it was pretty vicious yeah, yeah. i liked it a lot better than prometheus that's for sure yeah. fuck prometheus but anyway but no um so you liked it i thought it's it's <laughs> it was decent you know no it's one of those movies it's like i can complain 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 i thought the production design was beautiful I did, you know, like I said, it's just that character development really pissed me off and that yeah. the crew were freaking morons because it's like, yeah, let's wake up the crew and out of the 12, let's take nine of them down to the planet because that makes such sense. And that whole mm-hmm. faith angle that's never explored with Billy Crudup's character. Yeah. That yeah. it's just dry. It, there's just, there was, I think there was so much potential with this. Yes. But I ultimately think by doing the fan service and it was probably a lot of script or uh, studio issues, I would assume just in terms of interference. But yeah, it's you know what? It looks like a Ridley Scott film. Yes. Mm-hmm. I understand why people fetishize him, you know. It's it's all in all though. Here's the here's what's really messed up. I probably wouldn't have seen it had we weren't going to be guesting on that podcast. <laughs> Weirdly enough now though, and I kind of I didn't trash it a lot. I mean, I liked I liked the film, mm-hmm. right. but I actually want to see the next film because yes. I'm kind of invested in David's story at this point. Yes. And I want to see how freaky he gets with everything now i want to see yeah. a straight up horror film yes. with the yeah. next one because i think you could really really enhance the horror elements instead of inserting them awkwardly make it an entire horror horror film. movie yeah, yeah instead of trying to explain what you did in the last movie right you know which in in its defense i'm glad it did because not that i didn't get prometheus i didn't want to get prometheus I didn't need to know the engineers but i liked that this was like previously on prometheus and coming up next on the next episode of alien you know so it was that good like in between episode yeah okay so moving on have you seen the lure in theaters i have not i have not seen the lure okay if you can go seek see it, it out yeah. it, is, it is great if allison goldfrapp redid the little mermaid and then decided to mix it with uh, Requiem for a Dream. Ooh. It's quite good. You need to put that on the poster. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> per Genius McGee. <laughs> Never a good idea. It's a genius. Um, okay. Get Out. Yes. What did you think? It's my favorite movie of the year. Yep. Mine too. I saw it twice back to back. Um, I like, like one right after, yeah, right after each other. I would see it again. In the theater, I was, I mean, I would have even paid to see it again. Like, I was exhausted after that first viewing. How did you go back? I the, Because after the first Endurance. viewing, I then wanted to go to a second time and then realized mm. when you see it the second time, like all these things, it's like, oh yeah, yeah there's this, like, oh no, that's all calculated, yeah. every little thing. Yeah. And then looking at all the little things, like, um, I mean, spoiler. No, of course. Spoiler. Okay. Yeah, spoiler, of course. Spoiler. Yeah. okay, spoil away. So... You know, the first time you see it, and Allison Williams, when the cop is asking for mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Her, her boyfriend's ID, and she like stands up, is like, you know what? No, you don't. Like this is a. Everyone thinks like, wow, you know, she's standing up for him because that's an injustice and all this stuff. It's bullshit. She's it's covering not, her tracks. She's covering yep. her tracks yep. because if yep. that cop takes his ID, then he, he writes down his name, <laughs> and then if he disappears, that's proof. And no exactly. one got that. And when you see it the second time, you're like, oh, fuck bitch. that bitch. Uh-huh. That's all fuck that exactly. That's fuck all that bitch. Fuck that bitch. That's right. Yeah. And then the whole thing, like when it's like, you know, let's go talk. And it's like, oh, she meant oh. to go. She meant to get mm. in a fight with him. She mm-hmm. meant to get in a fight uh-huh. with him. Like, let's go talk to the river way far away while these people vote to see who's exactly. going to try and take you haunting it scene. was so good yes. uh-huh. and then the whole thing with like the little um the little door in the closet because some people thought like i just thought that was too obvious i mean 
it's pretty this it's like no but that's a point it's also calculating yeah. mm-hmm. it's like one <laughs> you're a stranger in a strange house you want to explore but you don't maybe that's just me um <laughs> you want to explore but Snoopy it's like okay, yeah let's let's just wait and see but then when you see it again it's like all right well the door's open i'm gonna yep. go in it's like right. but it just she just conveniently had all these like she meant to have them exactly. there because he then wanted to get the f out of yep. there yeah but it's one of those things that it's like why would you want to get the f out of there with her uh, because yeah. that was an obvious it was obvious then it's like yeah bitch you've been lying to me the whole was fucking, like, and then the give chick, me the goddamn keys yeah give <laughs> me the keys like sorry honey not going anywhere oh, yeah, <laughs> no. oh my god and just the cast worked so well uh-huh. oh my god that was i mean bradley whitford mm-hmm. yeah. and Catherine keener killing it Ooh. killing it they're just and the little sing. bits of her, just <laughs> just the King sound King. design. Everything worked so well. It's so impressive what he did with that film as a, his mm, first feature film. Yes, that's probably right the, up there. And then, the, yeah, and the fact now that it's actually he's going to be able to do more yes. with that because it was grounded in social, not social satire, but there was a message behind it. Mm-hmm. And with good horror, we always talk about that. That's the best of what horror can be. Yes. Mm. Something that can entertain, scare, and have a message behind exactly. it. Yeah. I'm just very happy because for he it. did um you know he did Night of the Living Dead as a psychological thriller yeah. mm-hmm. like going beyond especially now with everything that's been going that's been happening I mean and the way the original ending was oh he said yeah you know the original ending was supposed to be that the cop comes and then arrests him for killing everybody and it's like oh god well, I'm that's, so you remember? glad I, I did was, not have that yeah, no, made an audible like when the cop showed up and I was like, I was like no, no, me too. No, I, I was, was like, uh, uh-uh. like after all of this, and then finally, when the reveal happens, it's so like, cathartic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, oh. that was the best ending they could have done because if they would have done anything else, I would have burned that fucking thing. I know, I was ready. Yeah. I was ready to revolt at that point. Is like, if he doesn't, <laughs> yeah. But that's, I mean, Get Out to me has been one of those movies that I've, I don't know, it's it's my favorite movie of the year, but it was also my most. Like I was anticipating watching this like ever since I watched that trailer back mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. six months ago. I can't even remember what the movie I was going to see was, but I remember seeing that trailer. It's like, and I turned to my friends like, "Can we just can we just see this now? I don't I I don't even care what <laughs> no, this no, movie is. Right. Like I just want to see this. Can it just be February right now? Because I just want to see this right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Yeah. And then when it came out, it's like, oh, thank thank god it didn't suck and just it it delivered everything you just went you took what i wanted and then just elevated like you just turned it to 11 you just Mm -hmm. turned it to 11 (laughs) well it's like rewatching uh tales from the hood recently that one also Uh, just is completely just still relevant exactly still socially conscious but also entertains scares and it's a great film and uh, see that would be a great film if someone redid it yeah Shit, I, I mean, or like redid it, yeah, re, reimagine it, just make it exactly how it was. Yeah, I was gonna say you can do a shot for shot remake, and it's still yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. It's unfortunately all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Raw. Yes, I saw that in the theater last October. I have not, but you. Have. Oh yes, I have. Yeah. What were you? Because <laughs> I had heard so much about it. <laughs> And it was a really good theater experience, just in terms of you know who I saw it with a lot of friends. Well, so I had you know quaint friends. They're all our friends, uh, but um, you know I heard a lot of the hype, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what we talk about all the time. Yeah. 
hyperbole can kill can kill it you know yeah uh, the, the the experience of the film but um i thought it was kind of like a cronenberg coming of age college comedy gone a little abrupt just in terms of everything that happens <laughs> with that film you see right because there's a sex scene in that film that is so uncomfortable yes when she, the the devouring and the oh my god and the build up to that the the sisters are great in it the mm-hmm. actors are phenomenal mm-hmm. the director it's her first feature film I'm I I have a begrudging respect for vets now just in terms of like every time I, wa- I walk backwards you know when talking to the vet going you all party hard man mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It's, did did you enjoy it I did I <coughs> kind of um foresaw the ending did you okay yes okay uh but i definitely enjoyed it and i think your description of it is like perfect because it is a very it's a sexual awakening it's a family film um i mean not that type of family film but it's a film about family (laughs) yep um but yeah that scene that sex scene was was something and it, it really yeah i next if i ever do get a pet and i talk to my vet i'm gonna like grill him about like why don't you tell me about your vegetable yeah. how weird you get yeah well then we can get some special k and get, go crazy <laughs> like start it's throwing stuff and like eating stuff and oh. <laughs> it's 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 you, i think you would really enjoy it but yeah. again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna push the hype button for right. you uh but it's definitely i i it's a horror film for me oh it's yeah it's a straight up horror film yeah uh, but I think what's interesting with like uh, Raw and Get Out is a lot of people don't necessarily qualify them as horror because I think that, you know, it makes it less than. They'll say it's a thriller. A suspense. Suspense. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of bullshit because it's to me. It's total fucking bullshit. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? And just in terms of because Get Out is a film that is being beloved by people outside of the horror genre. And I think that's why they don't want to consider it horror. Uh, because that's which sad. it makes me mad because they want it. I don't know. They want to, if it's like, if it's a psychological thriller, then it's okay if I went to this school and I saw it. But if it's considered a horror movie, it's like, screw you. I got my degree and I think it's a horror. And it's like, that doesn't mean that, like, I don't know. I just, you know, horror is not a bad name. No. And you don't have to, um, you know, categorize a film and put it in horror. But I think it's so many different things. Like, it's horror, it's psychological thriller. It's um, uh, my it's a romance also. Um, I mean it can you know family values and mm-hmm. whatnot. If those screwed up family values, but um, yeah, no, I think that's why it's like people consider horror like you know lowbrow all that stuff. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I love the horror genre so much is because it's always evolving. Yeah, it's never. Yep one category and that's like you know unlike sometimes with romantic comedies and whatnot you know you can say it's like well it's well she's gonna get the guy or he's gonna get the girl or you know he's gonna get the guy and she's gonna get the girl you know all that stuff with a whore it can be anything it wants to be it Mm -hmm. is always changing it's like and the sister's head fell off it's like you know you don't know what's gonna happen and the piano ate her and the piano ate her and and guess what the dog survived that's the (laughs) year of the film the end well we were we had we're able to do that whole Enter the Mouth of March Banish. We saw films from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And Talk s- about changing and evolving. Yeah. It is, is it insane just to look at it from decade to decade to decade, and it's amazing. And so do you think maybe like Get Out is that new face of horror that's yes. going to be... But but look at Signs of the Lambs. Yeah, Signs yeah. of the Lambs, Oscar winning. It's a horror movie, but it's a suspense thriller. Yes. 
But that's the thing. They want to put on the Spence thriller mm-hmm. because if you say it's only horror. Because like, well, oh, no, you no, fancy, no, no. you bougie trying to get. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's one Oscar. It's like, yeah, it's the yeah, only it's horror movie. Like, no, 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 no. It's yep. like, well, yeah, but I mean, that's like saying that because uh, Kathy Bates. What, oh, yeah. You can't say she, misery. What, misery is a horror it's film. It's a horror exactly. film. But it's also a psychological thriller. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, one, I will always remember, that's been one of my favorite performances, like, when it came out, and also James Caan. Yeah. James Caan with his face, when he just, like, look, I would do those faces for people, and they would, like, almost pee themselves. <laughs> it's like, what? What do you mean, James Caan and misery? It's like, you know, when the pig comes by. <laughs> and, I mean, that's sorry, good con. Guys, that's, yeah, good con. Sorry, you that's a see, good con. No, it's an audio good. podcast. Yeah, yeah, I know it's right. an audio podcast. Justice is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I got it's like when she like waves it over from outside. His faces throughout that one. But Kathy Bates, she won for playing a horror. You know, I mean, a psycho stalker. Yes. Yeah. And that's a horror movie. Exactly. It's. I don't know, but they, they're psychological thrillers. You it's know, a fucking Stephen King it. book. Come on, what do you it's think it is? King. It's not fucking Dr. Seuss. It's the same, yeah. the same <laughs> argument we had when we were watching The Witch. You know, a lot of people said, that's not horror. It's like, no, that's a no, straight that's, up horror film. So. Yeah. Oh, that is horror. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you had a few more on there, I know. Oh, Anya Taylor-Joy. I just love her. Oh, she's I so am, good. Because I know you've got one on that list that she's in that I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing what that girl's doing because she's just fantastic. She is really talented. Speaking of girls with gifts, have you seen the girl with all the gifts? I have not. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's I know. Really I know. I'm mad at myself that I haven't. Well worth it. Well Train worth it. Train to Busan. Ugh. Yes. <sighs> okay. Oh my god. That movie was so goddamn good. And ta- we were talking about spoilers of the endings of. We we're talking about the uh, thing of Get Out. Mm-hmm. The ending, like if they would have went with like mm-hmm. where the cop, I would have. This one, if the ending would have went south, mm-hmm. I would have been so fucking angry. Yep. I'm already bawling. Yeah, you know, I don't need to be like anger cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, yeah, what kind of a uh, roller coaster ride did you go on with that one? Oh my god! I mean, well, I actually. <coughs> Ran in when I ran into you at Planet Comic Con Genius. I t- I told him that it was like, what is it? It's like a visual cats and starts off cats in the cradle and then goes to World War Z and then um, what is it? And ends what not last the Mohicans but something I forget. But I was just there's I mean to me that is such a socio. Um, oh, it says yeah. so much about society. Yes, it Jesus does. Christ. I yes, mean, it does. so much. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that just grabs you. Um, and I mean, they do a good job with, you know, the zombies, zombies. kind of whatever they are, or the infected um, and, you know, the CGI. But it's the sociopolitical uh-huh. um, message that they're really saying because... Uh, I mean, are we gonna spoil it? We can spoil it. I yeah. mean, yeah, we've we've talked we, about we've it. We talked the, about yeah. it on the show. Okay, before. because when they have that scene where all the people who have gone through all those different cars get there, get to the car yeah. that has like all these people that have been in that one car and for they so long. Don't fucking let them in. Yeah, well, and they don't let them in, and then they're like, "You need to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. You're you're infected. You're mm-hmm. dirty. Get out. Uh-huh. Get out. You're dirty." It's like. Get out! And the first person that gets up is the homeless man. And I, like, I'm getting chills talking about it. And when I bring that up to my friends, they're like, 
oh shit you're right it's like yeah because he's been through that so many times he he's mm-hmm. been berated and braged and like made to feel like crap that he's like well this is how i am but mm-hmm. everyone else like what are you talking about like yeah. we're this we're all humans like we're here this is it and it's like watching that and i was like oh my god yeah this is such a message <laughs> and then um yeah and then the end and everything oh, and that end when when, uh, when when a zombie movie comes along like this and has a message almost hearkening back to the original a night of the living dead that's some yes. good romero as mm-hmm. when people say the zombie genre is tired and played out the girl with all the gifts and fucking train to Busan is prime example of there is still a lot of things to say with zombies yes. and and make you can make a good zombie movie yes so and we were very fortunate to see both of those at panic fest this last year so we yes. were able to see them in the theater and mm-hmm. train to busan has without a with without a doubt has been my favorite theatrical experience this year because i don't know what it was yeah. but no it was <laughs> there was a five minute stretch i couldn't watch the screen because I knew what was coming, and I knew I couldn't cry anymore. Because I was, it was when I, it was when when the, the father and the father daughter and the having daughter. the talk, yeah. and I couldn't read what was happening because I knew, but I just, it was going to kill me even further. I was crying like, I there were moments where I could hear other people sobbing, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, good, I'm not the only one, I'm not embarrassing you guys because. I don't know what it was. Uh, the set pieces I thought were incredible. Yeah. Just the, the pathos that the, the you had with the characters. And the disgustingness of like the Trump son guy, you know, the yes. guy that's like, yes. sincerely, like it was, he was so despicable. And I don't know, man, like it was just there. I like, I couldn't talk about the movie for like an hour afterwards without, I'd start sw- swelling and sobbing up again. Like it was just so effective. Emotional man. fucking oh roller. And people are like, you, you tell people like, you did, it made me cry. A zombie movie? Korean zombie no, film. No. You don't even understand uh, this movie. It's, 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 yeah. No, okay. I, yeah, I saw it three, it's, um, <laughs> it would have been in my top three for last year if I had seen it on December 31st, but I actually saw it on <laughs> January 1st Indeed. on demand. I wasn't supposed to because I was supposed to see it at my friend's house, but I was like, I just really want to see there. it. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it like three times. I had yeah. to just keep watching it and watching it and watching it again. And it, oh. It's, you can invest it, in it. Yeah. Whew. Devil's Candy. Yes. I saw that in the theater. What did you? I. This is one that yes. you guys have been telling me to see for. You've been telling me to see for a while. Mm-hmm. This movie is fucked up. Yes. This movie <laughs> is extremely fucked up, and I really enjoyed this movie. But I'm still trying to wrap my head around it and why I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? It's. I agree. I actually. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I no, no, no. saw it once. I wrote down um, things I liked about it, and one of the. Th- Thing. I had a lot of questions at the end, mm-hmm. but then I, um, my, but then I, I want to see it again. Yeah, like I want to see it again because I want to yeah. see one. The artwork that they have in that film is absolutely that amazing. painting was the the one at the end with a Belial was just yes so fucking grand and so oh. like metal, metal as fuck. <laughs> and just like it looked like a if Salvador Dali came from hell yes. it was it, it was it just, was very Dali yes yeah it was insane or like a tool if Salvador Dali decided to make a tool album <laughs> yes yeah and but the the killer smiling joe i think his name was yeah. Pruitt you, Taylor Vince. Yeah. You yes. unfortunately you can't put him in anything without you automatically just assuming he's crazy, psychotic, yeah. unhinged. Because he does it so well. 
he has that creepy and cuddly factor about him yeah. that it's like See. it's I don't know how he balances it. CNC Pruitt factor, yeah, a, a big crazy lummox that can kill you or like Hodor. He, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like someone who can like you know you you want him to like hug you, but then it's like don't want me to. Oh. <laughs> I love him. It's Lisa Van Caller George. Yeah, it's called mm. George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and pet him and love him. What were your thoughts on uh, Ethan Embry's performance in that? <laughs> Which we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, one, I, I mean, I'm a fangirl of Ethan Embry. I think he looks fantastic. I oh yeah, even, no, you can talk. Yeah, Jesus Christ, he's uh, well put together in that film. Oh, I mean, he is ripped as shit. Um, <laughs> and spoiler, he's got an uh, outer belly button. He's an Audi. You guys may not have noticed that. Um, this girl did. Oh, yeah, I did. She's covering every inch for this story. Yeah. Like, uh, uh-huh. Believe me. Let me, uh-huh. make sure to get this down correctly. Tidy whities check. <laughs> Long hair. Rip the- ab check. And, oh, look at that Audi belly, belly button. Hmm. Did not know that. Cross off that the, thing. The spank bank works many ways. So, you know, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No. Master my domain. <laughs> Well, you actually um, had like I got to shout out for that uh, the the young actress, oh, the little girl. yes, the girl, she killed it. Yes, she conveyed so many emotions. She was so cool. She yeah. she lit up the screen. Yes, and she she moved the story along. And you felt so bad when she was put in these horrible situations, but you so cheered for her when she got away on yes. these things. Um, she like the girl from the uh, the witch. They're gonna go pretty yeah. far. So yeah, so much can ride with little with children actors, and when they put in a performance like that, you're like, okay, yeah, we're good. They rocked it. Yeah, they rocked it. That was good. <laughs> I thought there were a lot of religious um, iconography. Yeah, and almost a little too well. It just... Well, like 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 the the for example the art dealer. You totally knew he was the devil. Yeah, I mean, you totally the, the 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 receptionist and everything. There was no subtext, no like, eh, he's the fucking devil. He's the devil. Yeah. When he's talking about just drink. We all take sacrifices. <laughs> yes, we all. Make you know, sacrifices. and it's like that's very cliche. But the fact that he's like, Mm-mm. I yeah. thought that that really sold me on him as a character sure. because one of the reasons why I don't, I never saw this movie out in the theater. I just recently watched it is because uh, I always get Ethan Embry and. Uh, Ethan Suplee confused just by Ethan alone. Who's Ethan Suplee? Why am I blanking on Ethan Suplee? He he played uh, Willem in Mallrats. He was the one that couldn't it's see the sailboat. It's a fucking sailboat. He, oh, he was my God. he was the he was the big heavy in American History X. Yeah, and the big he heavy was, in Blow. Yeah, yes. he was, he's always the big heavy in a lot of stuff. And so when they're like, and so because of the Ethan, because I know Ethan Hawke, yeah. But Ethan Embry and Ethan Suplee, I just always got them mixed up. And so when they're like, man, you check out this horror movie with Ethan Suplee, and I just saw the stills of it, and for a second I thought that was Smiling Joe, right? Because yeah, yeah. And they go, no, 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 he's the dad. I'm like, God damn, he lost a lot of weight. No, he got really ripped. <laughs> and they're like, no, he got really ripped. So, but there's like no different dude. I'm like, oh, it's a fucking sailboat. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Ethan Embry can't hardly wait. <laughs> yeah, see, but I think Ethan's a bleach. Yeah. <laughs> from fucking my name is Earl. <laughs> but for me, Ethan Embry, the whole thing like with his hair was long, which is very similar to another JC we were talking. Well, not the JC we were talking about earlier, but the but JC right. we were talking about the traditional and, one, yeah. not me. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. They did get high. And though. then like the upside down <laughs> cross that was in, you know, there that was just, dope though. Yeah, that was there a dope were very. Picture. There was a lot of religious symbolism mm-hmm. that was going on, and like almost a little too much. But I, no, I like. I liked it, but I don't know why. I, it's one of those things, like like Alien Covenant. I could say, say no, I wouldn't complain it that much about this one, but I do think people should see it. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's one of those things. Like, look, just no, don't. I'll I'll take the I'll take the hit for you. You don't have to. But with Devil's Candy, I definitely think people should see it. Nice. And yeah, the actress. Um, I think her name is Kara something. Something like that. Kara yeah. or something. Yeah. something like, she, was she was great. freaking phenomenal. She was fantastic. She is a star. She uh-huh. is going to go places. Yes. Yeah. I would definitely want to invest in anything that she's going to be in next. Mm-hmm. All right. The Void. Yes. I did see The Void and I saw that in the theater. Yes. yes. What'd you think? Mm. Best practical effects I have seen in the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, you want to talk about a hard on for Carpenter. Exactly. It's like these guys had it going on. I, I mean, it, if, their if, domain, I'm sure what they were like watching that and probably mm-hmm. have carpal tunnel after watching his movies. Cause <laughs> um, if John Carpenter made a Clive Barker movie, it would be the void. Yes. Because, I mean, you've got Assault on Precinct 13. Mm-hmm. You've got The Thing. Yep. You've got uh, Prince of Darkness. Mouth of Madness. Mouth of Madness. Um, you've got, but then you've got like The Beyond. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You've got, uh, you've got little things from like Silent Hill and Hellraiser. Hellraiser. I mean, Lord some of, of those, Illusions. Yeah, Lord of Illusions. I mean, some of those things from Hellraiser, it's like, okay, I mean, I think maybe that's the final form that he revealed possibly in. Possibly illegally. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, you guys kind of copy that right off of that thing. It's not Frank. I swear it's not Frank. It's not Frank. Come to um, daddy. But. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on in yeah. that film. And even ju- just the white, like. The sheet people? The, yeah, yeah, the sheet yeah. people with the upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, Such a stark, interesting imagery in yes. that movie with the sheet people, with the other dimension, with everything. Just such, like I said, interesting imagery. You couldn't yeah. help but take your eyes. You couldn't move your eyes from it like, what the fuck is this? I yeah. love this. So, yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, I mean, just the beginning of it, the way it started was just crazy. It's a little abrupt. And yeah, it's like, whoa, and it hasn't even gotten to the title yet, and this is going down. What? And, and the fact that nobody knew nothing about this movie. It was yeah. just so like, here it is. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is one of those films, like, when they showed the trailer for this, like, when it kind of hit the internet a few months ago, I had like actually five people that are messing with me like you need to see this and you need to tell me about it and you need to review it <laughs> like, all right pressure yeah, yeah. i will <laughs> fine I fine mean, fine just give me a break um but yeah it's... i i mean is it a phenomenal movie the storyline could have been better what storyline yeah right? exactly <laughs> the acting was not not horrendous it was it wasn't bad yeah it was, um, it was decent acting it was acted yeah. well it wellish but it's yeah. just such a visual it's yeah that's what treat. it is yeah i will say this i did not like the ending in terms I, of where it's setting up almost really? like the hellraiser 2-esque like yeah and then the whole like you know let's hold our hands and stuff it's like oh give me a break but there's also something some um because someone was complaining to me about that i was like well 
here's the thing. If you're in some hell dimension and I barely know you, I'm going to hold your hand yeah. too. Like, yeah. Cause like, well, Fair. The, we're going to get through this together. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like, what the hell did I just get into? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I know you friend. <laughs> okay. So I have, um, one more movie and then a couple of upcoming. Okay. So let's talk about the cure for wellness. Yes. Cure for wellness. I, it is one of the most beautiful films I have seen. The cinematography is absolutely breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Like he captured some scenes, um, like just from on the side of the train and just, I mean, the landscape itself. I mean, that location was so picturesque. I mean, all he had to do was practically point and shoot. But I thought <laughs> he didn't, I thought he did a great job directing. I thought the story went a little long um i don't think it's a film for everyone but i mean he even told me it's it's not supposed to be a film for everyone you know and also again with the ending for that i saw that a mile away um i don't know maybe it's one of those things when you talk about like 17th or 18th or 19th 18th century stuff that i'm gonna go directly to that what happened at the end uh, sick bastards but um <laughs> Yeah, I kind of saw that go- I, happening. And, I mean, I thought the acting was really great. I thought Jason Isaacs was fantastic. I thought Dane DeHaan did a great job. I mean, they really focused on so many different fears that people have. And, yeah, it's an, it's, it's an interesting film. Like, again, it's not a film for everybody. I'm glad I got to see it. All right. Um, okay. What? It... Wait, wait a minute. What did you think? I, didn't see, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, you didn't see uh-uh, it? But I knew you saw it. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to hear what you... I was actually hoping for you to sell me. <laughs> oh, okay. So. It's... I think people should see it. Yeah. I, um, I, so, like I said, you know, and he said it's not a film for everybody. Mm-hmm. I We actually talked about this before. I actually got to interview... Gore Verbinski. Yeah. That was my first interview. So that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, kind of geeking out. Once um, again, right out of the gate. <laughs> right out of the gate. And it helped that I, um, in my everyday life, I work for a dentist. So when um, you, there's a scene where they talk about teeth, and he actually got then got to share a story with me that happened to him, and he did a lot of press, a lot of junkets for this movie, and. I'll be honest, like I read different people's um, uh, interviews after I did mine and he gave like verbatim answers oh, like to about five different people. But I really liked the fact that I got to get a little bit out of him because when he told me that little, um, you know, story that he experienced and whatnot, I'm like, eh, no one else got that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the teeth. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Before we talk about upcoming, is there any other ones that you saw in the theater that we should be aware of? Uh, aware of. Well, there's one that I was mad at that I um, thought was just horrible. Well, but, honest. Uh, the Bye Bye Man. The Bye Bye Man. I heard nothing but bad things about mm-hmm. that movie. Yes. Um, well, then you heard correct. They are bad things. Um, I don't think I'm going to see it, so spoil away. Yeah, okay. So what actually makes me really bad about this movie mm-hmm. or really mad about this movie one that it wasted 90 minutes of my life um <laughs> but two is that um again like i like to read different interviews from different people that i really respect you know 
how they conduct interviews and like their reviews and whatnot. And after I saw the Bye Bye Man, I was like, this is just a piece of crap. Like, it's like, one, why did you use CGI when a guy's like on a gurney and there's like blood coming from his mouth? Like, you couldn't just <laughs> use a freaking blood pellet, really? CGI blood you coming out of the CGI mouth? CGI blood? Like, what the hell? And then it's like the fact that some of the acting, like the actress that was in it, um, she used to date, uh, not Harry Potter. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe? No, she used to date Harry, Prince Harry. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Harry from Britain. Yeah. You know, one of them. Well, <laughs> You're a Prince redhead. Harry. Um, Cressida Bonus. Uh, she was just horrible. Like watching the film, I was like, okay, well, you know, let's give her a break. Like, right. she, maybe she right. get better. Maybe she get better. Maybe she get better. Maybe she'll get better. Maybe she'll get better. And then there's one scene where she like sneezes, and I turn to my friend like, "Oh, you." We both look just like you fucking kidding me. She can't even do that, right? Like, <laughs> like that was the most fake sneeze. Like really, you just Chew sneeze. Off. Cut. What? <laughs> you can't even get that right. And it just was like all this different stuff. And then you didn't understand like who this bye bye man was and mm. why he has this and what these are. What signif like what's the significance regarding these and why is there a train and all this <laughs> stuff? And I'm like, That's I'm just confused. I don't understand. It's not really scary. It's not really scary. This acting is bad. They're all over the place. Like, um, people then counter them like, okay, so you keep seeing dead bodies and stuff. You are like going crazy hearing things and then you have a cold. <laughs> so wait, what? One curse is worse than the other. I <laughs> yeah, guess. I guess. But then what <laughs> made me, what made me, um, really, really mad about it is that I'm reading an interview that someone that I respect did with the director and she was talking about like oh you know this is what this means and this and they're going to show this and I'm like okay see what she's talking about that's the movie that I would have what, what I would like to have seen mm -hmm. and did she know what the final result was because if she's telling this interviewer this I don't <laughs> think she knows what's going down right. and I mean you know Lee Wanell's in it like he's in the first like five minutes or so so I'm like okay this is you know you kind of you know from the get-go it's like you know don't see it um don't say it. no don't see it don't say it don't see it don't say it with by my man it's like all right you know I kind of like immediately was going to review it's like just don't watch it um and but then when you see him in the first five minutes like all right you know this could be good and then it just goes to crap and I'm like all right no uh, I was right to say don't watch it don't, watch don't it. see it don't say like it. you yeah. had me at the first buy like yeah so it it it's um when and i'll to be honest you know when you when i saw those first images of it i thought it was going to be horrible i th had very low expectations i was mad i'm a huge fan of tim curry mm -hmm. the original pennywise you know hey, going, Joel G. i yeah. mean seeing all that like you know, I had very low expectations and like, but then watching the freaking trailer, it's yes. like, you shut the hell up. <laughs> it's uh -huh. like, let it be September 8th or 9th, whatever it's coming out because I'm, I'm going to go see that. Mm -hmm. That looks scary as hell. And the fact that it looks like they're going to do, um, two or three, I think two. I, I think originally they're doing two. Yeah. Which hopefully they still do because I don't want them to try and like Spread it out the, and yeah, like yeah. spread too thin. Yeah, yeah, try and do something with like the divergent or um, uh, 
allegiance and yeah and yeah. like all when they just tried like no just make it make, make it, it the number movies. make mm-hmm. it the number it's supposed yep. to be mm-hmm. it looks phenomenal yeah that look i mean that looks scary as yeah, hell it does it looks great and georgie it's like oh uh-huh poor kid yeah, never I, had a chance gonna cement my fears of greats i think I, i'm excited justified justified yeah, yeah this is it yeah this is gonna be a year for clowns. Let me it tell is clowning around, clowning around in seventeen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, speaking of Stephen King, Dark Tower. I'm excited. You too. I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, Idris Elba, I think, is fantastic, and I want Mike Matthew McConaughey to be doing something that he should be doing, like some more good work. Yeah. Like, um, I know Dallas Buyers Club was like a few years ago, but. He's been just doing those stupid Lincoln commercials, and that it's are like all, all you know, the fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Where he's like talking to his dogs, and you know, talking, and then jumping in pools. It's like, okay, yeah, just get to making movies. Just get to making movies. And the fact that he's like doing this, I'm yeah. This is a good year for King. Yeah, it is. is yes, good. it is. It's super good year for it's King. Good he's year got for King. Two shows coming, and three shows because that. 236 yeah that extended universe one yeah so no the castle rock he's got the one the time traveling james franco one um he's got the mist Mm -hmm. and then he's got these two movies coming out Mm -hmm. because king needs more money royalties 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 well Mm -hmm. you can't be yeah exactly you can't be king without royalty um now the last one the mummy okay the mummy i was not sold on that until i saw a little um like preview making of the mummy on hbo actually right before i left here and i only caught half of it uh and i'm like yeah i'm gonna go see that in the theater now really yeah do tell oh yeah um what they it was um more expansive than the trailer it showed a lot more of the actress actually i looked her up on imdb (laughs) because i so Sophia uh, Butella, who I think is phenomenal, she was the one who was in the Kingsman with the okay. um, razor feet, and then yeah. in um, the new the newest Star Trek one. Um, oh, she was the the white Star Trek Beyond. Yes, the the girl in the white with the black lines on yeah. it. Yeah, she was rad in that movie. I know, right? Yeah, and I, it's like fact that she's in it. I knew she was in it before, so I was like, oh. but then seeing like like everything she's doing in this and like the evolution of her character in this and I'm like hell yeah no I'm I'm going opening night if yeah. I can't get in before yeah it's looking really good I was excited from the trailer I think the trailer I like Tom Cruise action movies so that's the thing it's the, I, my biggest surprise from a few years ago was um, Edge of Tomorrow yeah mm-hmm. had no oh. expectations mm-hmm. going into it walked away going holy shit that was one of the most fun times I yeah. had in the theater yes. Red Diver and Pete was the shit yes so I'll well, look. yeah, that's true. But I liked it because of Emily Blunt. Yeah, she was yeah. great she, too. The, She's the, great. She was what was great. she in that? The the heavy metal? No, the uh, the something something bitch. Oh damn it, Dustin! What was the what was her nickname in that one? Damn it. It's not the Bitch of Busan. It's like the, the Bitch of Busan. No, the, the Bitch of Busan. That was the. I'm uh, the, two different movies. That's going to be the American uh, remake, I she think, is the, unfortunately. The Butcher of Bakersfield. No, that's no, that's, yeah. a, that's running. Man. Anyway, no, yeah, she's fantastic in that one. So, yeah, I think Mummy will definitely be an interesting <laughs> film. So. I, and I love the Dark Universe whole yeah. motif. I think it was, that's fantastic. I, I love it. be interesting to see how that comes about. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. 
Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. This has been a blast. Yeah. Um, sincerely. Um, obviously, ever whenever you're in the Kansas City area, you have a place here. Obviously. Uh, but uh, again, tell our listeners where can they find you out on the internets? Uh, on the Blonde in Front, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on my web webpage, um, theblondeinfront.com. Okay, gang. So you nice. have your your job out there then. Let's uh, increase mm-hmm. the followers out there. Make sure you're doing that. So uh, I guess you can be the blonde in the front. We'll be the creeps in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are just a pair of perverts here. <laughs> so until next week, guys. Uh, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we will see you in your dreams. Yeah.